why are you investing? Does it make sense for you to personally own and manage 31 doors over five properties? Or does it make sense for you to be more hands-off and collect disbursements without being a landlord? Welcome to the Quiet Wealth Podcast, where we talk about money mindset, how not to be broke, simple step-by-step strategies to conquer your finances, and the entrepreneurial spirit that will get you there. Your host, Camilla Jeffs, has been a student of money for over 20 years. She started out broke and has built real wealth for her family through steps you can copy. Camilla is on a mission to help thousands of people just like you build true financial stability. Welcome back to the Quiet Wealth Podcast. This is episode 60 from single family to multifamily, how to make the move. I'm your host, Camilla Jeffs. I'm so excited that you are here with me. And if it's your first time here, welcome. Here at Quiet Wealth, we talk about three things. Number one, investing, how to level up and become a real investor. Number two, how to build that business to support your investments. And number three, how to pass it on to the next generation. So, we're talking about investing today, pillar one, and we're talking about the different types of investments. And I have, my investing journey took me for 15 years, the first 15 years of that investing journey, I was all focused on single family properties, DIYing, doing everything ourselves. My husband and I would, you know, do all the properties and and do all the things. And so, but then we learned that there's a better way. And so I have a lot of people that come to me and and ask about this and say, well, how do I transition? You know, if I've already been investing, I have a couple of rental properties. How do I get into the big things like you were doing, Camilla? So we're going to go and dive into that. But first, we're going to kind of dissect the advantages and disadvantages of each type, right? So we're talking about single family versus multifamily. Now, it's no secret that most real estate investors start out investing in small single family homes. So a lot of them go for the flips or they rent out properties, but as you outgrow them or like look at rentals and hot markets, but there comes a point where you're ready to up level to multifamily properties. And it's not like a clear how to do it. I know from my own experience, I was like, okay, yeah, I want, I'm ready to get into apartments. And I look at apartments and at the cost of apartments. And I was like, whoa, these cost millions of dollars. How am I supposed to buy something that is millions of dollars? I don't have millions of dollars in my bank account. And so it's kind of hard, right? And maybe you have, you're at a situation where you have a few rental homes and you've scaled to your max in residential rentals because we know that there's a limit on how many loans you can have. Of course, there's ways to get around it, but in general, there's that limit. So you have all your time, your energy, all your money tied up in your existing rental properties. And it could seem daunting or downright impossible to imagine owning multifamily properties too. But I want to reassure you, you can make the move from single family landlord to multifamily real estate investor. So we're going to talk about the advantages and disadvantages of each type and why it's important to really understand how the properties are valued. And then I'm going to give you two methods you could use to make the move from single family landlord to multifamily investor. So first, let's talk about single family. What are the advantages of owning single family rental real estate? 
Well, financing for single family rental real estate investments is pretty easy to access. And the purchase process is pretty familiar because it's probably how you bought your own home. You can get up to 10 loans for residential real estate based on your credit and your income, just like any other personal financial deals. And residential real estate can be purchased easily with low down payments, a bank loan, private financing, or even cash, although I don't recommend that. Another advantage to single family real estate investments is lots of exit options. So you can sell it at retail, means you can just sell it to someone who wants to live in the home and buy it for themselves. You could do a lease to own deal with your tenants. You could sell it to an investor or you could hold on to it and rent it out. With that, you also buy one single family rental at a time, or you can vary your property management companies. Like you you so you can diversify purposefully with this. But let's move that over 10 years. So you've purchased a single family home. Say you've purchased a single family home every two years in various neighborhoods and cities within a metroplex, right? So your portfolio of residential rentals consists of various ages and styles of single family homes. Some are big, some are small. You have three different property management firms to help you handle them all. I mean, cool, right? Seems like you've diversified as much as possible. You probably learned some great lessons along the way. So now let's talk about what are the disadvantage of owning single family rental real estate. So within rental real estate, when things are good, they're fantastic. And when things get rough, they get real bad real quick. So consider this, the more roofs you own, the greater likelihood of needing to replace one or more of those roofs, right? The more doors you own, the more water heaters you have, air conditioning systems, basements, attics, all of those things makes it so your capital expenditures, which is like improvements or repairs and maintenance can be pretty high. Also, each property carries its own insurance, tenant lease, warranties, taxes, management fees, and you have to maintain bookkeeping for each property. This is where things got very tricky for us. When we had 10 rental properties, we were trying to do bookkeeping for each one. There was 10 different utility bills to pay. There were 10 different mortgages to pay and keep track of, and it got crazy. Unless you are like super organized person or you hire that out, which is a great option, it gets out of hand pretty quickly to keep up with all the record keeping. And when it comes time to expanding your investment strategy with single family real estate, there's a couple of like little known or even little considered hindrances that are going to really curb your ability to reach the next level. So for one, there's a cap on the number of conventional loans a single person can have on your credit. I mean, you can circumvent this for a while if your spouse is on board, because each of you can have 10 loans. That gives you up to 20. But then what? You'll reach a point where you can't expand much further than that. And the other hindrance that we've probably all faced when trying to sell personal real estate is that the value of your property is determined by the value of a neighbor's property. So whatever Joe sold his house for down the street affects the value of your property. Sure, I, you can make improvements in your single family home, but the comps, as they're commonly referred to, are actually the most significant determining factor of your property value in the single family realm 
of investments. And unfortunately, with single family rental real estate, you can raise the rent and reduce expenses, but it does not change the value of your property. This point right here is the one that was pivotal for me when I was like, okay, yes, I need to move into multifamily real estate because it's valued very differently. So let's talk about the advantages of owning multifamily rental real estate. So as you're looking to level up from your single family rentals, there's the you know, advantages and disadvantages of multifamily real estate. So one big difference is that a multifamily real estate deal can transfer ownership of multiple units in a single transaction rental home that has. So all the work that you do to get a loan for a one unit, right? There's just one family can live there. It's really not that much more work to get a loan for a hundred unit apartment complex. And so instead of going out and buying a hundred rental homes, each on their own mortgage and going through that process 100 times, you go through the process once and you have 100 units. It is so much more simplified. So each multifamily property has several units. So it's easier to form and really leverage a team that can help you manage these. One of the reasons that I was afraid to move into multifamily real estate is because of this concept of team. Because I did, had no concept of team, really, let's be honest, because I thought I had to do everything myself. I mean, me and my husband would do it. And, and so I'm thinking, okay, now we move into multifamily real estate. And it just felt overwhelming to take on that much work. Once you really properly leverage a team like a contractor, a broker who helps you find the properties, the property manager who is really the most key person to have a good relationship with, and other like service-oriented trades, they'll jump at the chance to have a multifamily property owner as their client. On the flip side, it's a lot harder to find reliable help for each individual single family property because it's just, it's that economies of scale issue again. I mean, it's great for us as investors, but it's also great for vendors and tradespeople and contractors to be able to just go to one property and renovate a hundred different units rather than having to go to a hundred different properties and be spread out all over the city. But the most significant advantage of owning multifamily real estate is your ability to control the property's value. So commercial property is valued based on the amount of income it creates. So your rental income directly relates to the property value. Now you can take control over the value by reducing costs. You can capture efficiencies. You can add income streams to the property. And it could, these things, we call them value add opportunities or value increasing opportunities. And that might look like installing shower heads in the units that really reduce the consumption of water. You install energy efficient bulbs and all the light fixtures. You provide paid lockbox options for residents. And you can really increase rents and decrease expenses, which directly impacts the value of your property. And by the impact, I mean it increases the value of your property. Now, what are the disadvantages of owning multifamily real estate? Of course, there's always disadvantages, right? And most of those are in direct opposition to the advantages of owning single family real estate. So the most considerable disadvantage to owning multifamily as a real as an investment is that you have limited exits. Because not just 
any old person on the street will be willing, or let's be honest, even able to purchase the property. So your sale is likely limited to other investors or corporations. Some other disadvantages have to do with the diversity of markets and property managers. So if you own a single property that has 50 doors, right, a 50 unit multifamily, you aren't diversified in the market or property management. So you have all your eggs in one basket. And this is where group investments or syndications help because you can own a percentage of several multifamily properties instead of a single multi-unit property. Now, another challenge to owning multifamily property lies in obtaining financing because multifamily properties have a heftier price tag. Your standard lender lenders can't just finance that large of a loan on your personal credit. So it's likely that you'll need partner investors and to intentionally establish a solid track record of positive credit history as an LLC before you could qualify to finance the purchase of a multifamily property. In addition, to get a loan on multifamily, you have to have someone on your team who has already signed on loans before, who has experience in multifamily, which was surprising to me because when I was doing all my single family homes, I have a ton of experience with, with managing rental real estate and investing. But when I went to try and get a multifamily loan, I got denied because they're like, well, you don't have experience. I said, what do you mean I don't have experience? I have all these properties that I've bought and owned and managed for years. They're like, yeah, yeah, but those are residential. You don't have any experience in commercial. And they put they have a hard line in the sand on that. And so I had to go find partners who could sign on the loan with me. Another thing you need is you need the combined net worth of the partnership to equal the loan amount. And then also you need a significant portion of liquid funds that again, the general partnership altogether has to demonstrate to the lenders before they will give you that loan. So a lot of those disadvantages, they kind of filter down to one single essential foundation of successfully owning multifamily rental property, and that's your tenant base quality. So a high quality tenant base who consistently pays rent on time, really cares about the property and remains loyal long-term will boost your odds of being profitable and your chances of significantly increasing the property value. Now let's talk about how to transition transition from single family to multifamily. So no matter how you slice the pizza, it's really tough to become a millionaire off of single family rentals alone. Multifamily investing is the key to reaching that next tier of wealth, of freedom, and experience. And there's a few ways to, to do this, but the most common are stacking and leverage. So one gradual, potentially safe feeling way to up level is to stack your real estate investments. So with this, you try to double the number of doors you purchase with every transaction. So in stacking, you start with a single family home. And suppose every two years, you're gonna buy another piece of real estate. So every two years, instead of purchasing another single family home, you buy a duplex. Two years later, you buy a quad. Two years later, an eightplex. And then in just like 10 years, you'd own 31 units. The other option is to leverage your earnings from your single family investments into a multifamily real estate syndication deal or group investment. So join a group of investors and invest together into a large apartment complex. So if you own five single family properties and each one cash flows up 
about $200 per month, you have $12,000 each year to funnel toward a syndication opportunity. Now, the typical minimum on a syndication deal is about $50,000, but you'll quickly achieve that in less than five years, even with capital expenditures and maintenance on your five properties. And then you can take all that active income and you can throw it into a multifamily syndication. So now you can be a part owner into multifamily real estate. Now with my experience in single family rentals and multifamily deals of all types, I always advise you to take a step back and look at your goals. Why are you investing? Does it make sense for you to personally own and manage 31 doors over five properties? Or does it make sense for you to be more hands-off and collect disbursements without being a landlord? Now, any choice is a great one because you're choosing your personal, family, and financial goals over everything else and using real estate investments to help you get there. But if you're interested in learning more about group investments because the leverage route sounds interesting to you, please join the Steady Stream Investor crew. Inside that, you'll learn all the nitty gritty details about real estate syndication deals. You'll learn everything you need to embark upon your first deal and meet other fellow investors just like yourself. So I really look forward to helping you learn how real estate syndications can help you achieve your investment goals. So that's what I have for you today. Please share this episode with someone else who's looking to level up from single family to multifamily. There's thousands and thousands of burnt out landlords just like me out there and just like you that need this information so they understand how to level up and get to that next tier. So thanks for joining. Please remember to share the episode. We need to share the education to share the wealth. Thanks so much. Bye for now. Thanks so much for joining us on the Quiet Wealth Podcast. If you want more, head on over to camillajeffs.com slash podcast to get the show notes and dive into other juicy episodes. While you're there, be sure to grab the free guide to building wealth. And if you know a friend who is struggling with money, please send this episode to them. Let's share the wealth in as many ways as we can. Until next time, wishing you much success.